You're listening to Captivate and Convert, the weekly podcast created to show you how to attract the people you actually want to work with and get paid to do what only you can do. I'm your host, Christy Sigelski, and each week you can expect legit marketing tips, biz building strategies, and expert advice that'll help you ditch the grind and feel more aligned so you can captivate and convert your audience. If you're ready to grow your business without the struggle, you're in the right place. Hey guys, welcome, welcome. I'm sorry, I sound a little nasally today, but the pollen is out in full force and my allergies are kicking my ass, so bear with me. (laughs) Anyway, today's episode is all about podcast pitching and how to create a pitch that's an easy yes. Because whether you have your own podcast or not, being featured on other people's podcasts is a great way to increase your visibility, build authority, and grow your audience. So hopefully, if you haven't started pitching podcasts just yet, you're at least thinking about it, right? Now, since I started this podcast almost eight months ago, I've gotten my fair share of pitches from potential guests And I've got to be honest, a lot of them have not been very good for various reasons. So I wanted to share some ideas of what makes an impression on me when people pitch the show and, you know, what makes me think I have to have this person on. That way you can walk away from today's episode with a few solid tips to nail your next podcast pitch so you can stand out from the dozens of pitches your favorite podcasters are getting. At least it's dozens in my case. Probably a longer running podcaster gets hundreds of pitches, but you get the gist. (laughs) Now, before we dive in, I want to point out that, you know, there's something really intimate about listening to someone speak on a podcast. It kind of feels like they're speaking directly to you in a way. So for that reason, being a guest on a podcast really has the potential to build trust with that listening audience very quickly, even though they can't see your face. But it's especially true if what you're saying resonates with them. And that leads me to my first tip. So the first tip I have to nail your next podcast pitch is to do your research. You want to make sure that the core topics you have expertise in are of value to the audience of the podcast you're pitching. I get so many pitches from potential guests and PR reps who have clearly never listened to the show because they're proposing topics that are completely irrelevant to me and my audience. That is my biggest pet peeve, honestly. I mean, you don't have to be a super fan of the show to be a guest, but at least listen to a few episodes, right? You know, read the show notes for some others just to get an idea of the kinds of guests I have on the show and the topics we cover. So please, for the love of the universe, (laughs) if you're going to pitch this podcast or any other podcast, show that you've taken the time to actually listen to the show and that you have an understanding of what it's about. Most podcast hosts put so much time and energy into their shows. And it's always nice when a potential guest shares, you know, which episodes were their favorites, what they liked about them. A little flattery goes a long way. I'm just saying. Now, the second tip I want to share is to explain how and why you can provide value to them and their audience. Now, obviously, part of the reason you want to speak on podcasts is to gain exposure. And of course, the podcast host knows that. But if you make your pitch about you and what you want to get out of it, the answer is going to be a hard no, right? 
podcasters want guests who will provide value to their audience. So think about, you know, how the topics you want to speak on will benefit their listeners and make sure to share that in the pitch. I love having guests on the show who are willing to share their stories and how they became who they are today. The stuff that will maybe inspire listeners who are feeling stuck in their businesses or maybe dealing with some difficult things and they're not sure how to navigate it. And of course, you know, guests that have practical tips and strategies to share so listeners can apply them in their lives and businesses are great too. It really just all boils down to great content, honestly. The other thing that really stands out to me is when a potential guest shows me how they can help make my life easier as well. Podcast hosts who produce a regular weekly show in addition to running a business have a lot on their plates. So the less we have to think about in order to say yes to your pitch, the better it is for both of us. So the pitches that kind of impress me the most are the ones where the person has clearly done their research, like I mentioned earlier, and they've done most of the work for me, like provided me with a few topics to choose from with talking points. And maybe they've even tossed out some ideas for, you know, episode titles based on some of the other episodes they've listened to. This makes my job so much easier because really all I have to do is just pick what resonates, maybe, you know, tweak a few things, but basically I just have to show up with my questions in hand, right? Now, the third tip that I wanted to share to help you nail your next podcast pitch is to show the podcast host that having you on will help them grow their audience as well. Now, just like part of your motivation for guesting on podcasts is to increase your visibility, most podcast hosts start their podcasts for the very same reason, right? So guesting and hosting is a reciprocal relationship. You're going to benefit from having the exposure to their audience, and they should in turn benefit from exposure to your audience as well. And this is one of the reasons to make sure that you do your homework on the podcast you're pitching, because you want to make sure that what they're doing is in alignment with what you're doing. Make it clear in your pitch that you're willing to promote the interview you'll be featured on when it goes live, you know, to your email list, on social media, anywhere you communicate with your audience. Now, I've had some people, you know, provide me with stats like the number of subscribers and followers they have. Sometimes people have even given me stats on their engagement. But honestly, for me, I'm more interested in whether or not their audience is similar to who my ideal clients are. You know, are they people that I'd want to work with? Do I have something to offer them? Or, you know, maybe are they in a similar industry to me? And, you know, there might be a collaboration possible. For me, it's really not so much about the numbers because I know that they don't really tell the whole story. Okay, now my fourth tip is actually a few tips. I just wanted to kind of share a few tidbits of how you could structure your pitch email so that it gets the attention it deserves. So let's start off with the subject line because that's really what's going to get your email opened, right? A subject line that's funny or clever is always an attention grabber. And, you know, when you can also kind of let them know that it's a podcast pitch and or touch on your topic idea, that's even better. So think about how can your subject line pique their curiosity so they want to find out more and inevitably open up that email. 
So when you move on to the body of your email, make sure to include a brief bio or a who you help statement, especially if the podcast host hasn't met you before. And, you know, even if they have, it's always kind of a good idea to remind them why you're a good fit for the show. Now, after your little intro, you can go right into the episodes you liked and then share, you know, maybe two to three topic ideas and a few talking points for each of those. And it doesn't have to be anything super fancy, you know, maybe just a paragraph and some bullet points. It's always better if your email is easy to read. So just try to keep it really succinct. Then you can go into the stuff about your audience and how you'll promote the episode. And that's really it. Oh, and one more thing that I wanted to point out. Don't assume that just because you haven't heard back in a day or two, they're not interested. Now, I'll admit, I mean, if it's clear to me that the person pitching me hasn't listened to the show and has no idea what I'm about, I really don't bother to respond generally. But, you know, sometimes you just get a lot of emails, right? And you forget to respond in a timely fashion. Please tell me I'm not the only one who does this from time to time. So just, I don't know, give it a week maybe. If you've done your due diligence and you've crafted a solid pitch, don't be afraid to follow up. Most people will really appreciate that, actually. So I hope this was helpful and, you know, inspires you to really get out there and start pitching some podcasts. And if you have any questions for me on the subject, or if you think maybe you'd be a good fit for the show, shoot me an email or message me on Instagram, and I'd love to connect with you and talk to you about it. I will leave those links in the show notes. And in the meantime, I'll be back next week with another episode designed to help you captivate and convert more of the people you actually want to work with. Hey, hey, thanks for tuning into the podcast today. If you enjoyed this episode, I'd love for you to support the podcast by leaving a five-star review and subscribing and sharing it with your biz besties. Your ratings and reviews help us reach more listeners who want to leave hustle mode behind and grow their businesses with ease. And don't forget to post a screenshot of this episode on your IG stories and tag me at Christy Sigelski so I can repost you. So I'm just going to come out and say it. It doesn't matter how pretty your website looks or how many subscribers you have on your list. If your message isn't getting your ideal clients to sign on the dotted line, you're going to see very little action in your Stripe account. Copy that connects and captivates makes your ideal clients feel seen and heard, which organically leads to more conversions. And that right there is how you turn your browsers into buyers. Maybe you've got a services page that's not converting, you know, potential clients aren't taking that next step to book the discovery call with you. Or maybe you're launching a new offer and you've DIY'd the sales page, but you really want to make sure it conveys all the reasons your ideal clients need this service in their lives. My done in a day package might be just the thing you're looking for. When you finally decide you're ready to outsource a project that's been hanging over your head, you really want to get it checked off your to-do list like yesterday. I get it. Done in a day is perfect for this because it's a done with you service where you show up with a draft in hand. And if you don't even know where to start, don't worry. I'll give you my templates. And at the end of this one day intensive, I've taken your copy from ho-hum to hell yes and optimized it for conversions. Now, if you want more info on how it works, you know where to find me and I'll drop those links in the show notes.